Hello, I'm Ken. And I'm Nicole. This is Under the Umbrella, an Umbrella Academy podcast. All right, this is episode five, season one. Hit us with a synopsis. Well, episode five is titled Number Five. Um, and Five lets Luther in on his secret, Klaus returns from a harrowing trip through time, and Vanya begun, begins excuse me, to feel different, different different without her meds. I clearly cannot speak today. <laughs> Apparently not. Which is going to suck because this is the most notes we've taken it really in this is. whole thing. Which is surprising because I had a migraine while we were watching, so my notes could be a little bit strange today. Oh boy, this will <laughs> be a harrowing experience, everybody. Just uh, stick with us. Could be fun. Stick with us. We'll find out soon. <laughs> all right. Um, I guess, let's get, do you have anything to say? First of all, I had a question for you. Yes. Out of all the superpowers we've seen so far, which would be the one you want? I don't love any of their powers, really. Really? Yeah, I mean, I feel like of these options, Allison's would probably be the coolest to have. Why? Because you could get what you wanted and do whatever you want. And, that explains yeah. so much about who you are. It really does. Fives would be pretty cool, too, but he can't really control it very well. Allison has good control over her power, so... I mean, how many times have we seen her use it, though? Well, we assume she has good control over it. She got to where she is in life using it. I suppose. Uh-huh. I she suppose. T- got the bad guy to shoot his buddy in the bank robbery. So. I mean, that's true. That's true. Okay. I mean, I would take I would take fives, but you know, that's me. You need to figure out how to control it. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's not that bad. Um. Okay. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's get down to it. Would you? What, let's go through the first scene, huh? <laughs> All right. The first of many scenes. This was another episode. Yeah. I swear there are more scene jumps in this episode than there have been before. Mm-hmm. A lot of back and forth, too. Right. Um, so this episode opens um, with five walking away from a burning city, pulling a red wagon with uh, Dolores in it. Mm-hmm. And In the Heat of the Moment plays in the background. Um, so clearly this is post-apocalypse, and right. he is leaving whatever city they happen to reside in. Did we ever know what city they're in? I don't think so. I feel like it's oh. supposed to be like Chicago or New York, but yeah. like there's no real specifics there but what city they're in right uh, which i would assume has something to do with the similar reasoning as why there's no cell phones so they can mm-hmm. kind of be like everywhere and nowhere at the same everywhere. time kind of like gotham city for batman exactly yeah which gotham it's... city is obviously supposed to be new york but isn't yeah. exactly <laughs> it could be but we don't know right 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 because okay. it's not it's not <laughs> nope it's not at all <laughs> i do find it interesting though that he's got dolores with him already like it seems to have just happened everything is still on fire and burning and everything and um but he's got dolores with him already so it kind of makes me wonder when he found slash hooked up with the mannequin that became his girlfriend wife okay we don't know they hooked up with her until a little bit later in this scene well no because she's he's pulling her in the wagon yeah yeah, but good point we don't know yet as far as we know there's just a we just know that it's a mannequin yeah but we do know because i mean you know He's had Dolores okay, with him throughout infer, the episodes. You could infer. It's pretty but clear I don't think... how he feels about Dolores. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Poor child. Um, anyway, and then Poor it flashes to another. It's on the same on the, on the same timeline, so it's flashing forward into the future. He's still walking. Now he's walking through the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's older now. It looked like the same road to me. Like it looked it like is. he was it's the same yeah. road each time. Well, but then yeah, I don't know. It was very interesting. Um, And then the last one, he is much older again. Mm -hmm. um, And he's now on a bike. He's got an awesome bike that he's towing Dolores along and behind with his red wagon. 
And um, then there is a little scene of him talking with Dolores. He's in the burned out husk of that library where they found him before when he was drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd kind of mentioned that before about how he'd found Vanya's book in a library that wasn't totally burned down. Um, and he's arguing with Dolores about how much he drinks, which I just thought was just the key. Right. He, and he's he got a case her, of her bird. Yeah, about her. He, he brought that case of her favorite Bordeaux just outside the city. And um, and clearly whatever Dolores says is along the lines of that he drinks too much. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how he works all day. He deserves to drink. Yeah. And it's just, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like in this scene um, how, like, you see his level of technology, like, grow. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the first one, he's pulling that, wet, like, tiny wagon. Yeah. And the next time he's pulling a bigger, like a bigger wagon in through the snow. But like, it's definitely, he's, he's found a more efficient type of wagon to pull. And Mm. then the last scene, he's got a bike and he is like a, and he's like riding a bike around and like soup being as efficient as possible in a survival type scenario. Yeah. That didn't strike me so much. That is interesting though that you mention it. Yeah. Because it has. Like, the longer he's on his own, the more self-sufficient he has to be, and the more he has to, like, come up with technologies to make his life easier. Yeah, yeah. Technologies. And he's kind of like a boy genius, so... It's true. He really is. Mm-hmm. And what I, what, I, what I really enjoy about, like, the... Aside from just the comedic part of him and Dolores arguing mm-hmm. about his drinking, it was interesting to me that he didn't have a normal parental relationship or parents to model his behavior from Mm -hmm. and yet he still ends up having a conversation i mean with the mannequin so you know conversation i use the term lightly loosely but he it's still like a very like typical conversation you would have with a spouse if you're you Mm -hmm. know pissed about their drinking or something else they're doing i just thought that kind of i thought that was really interesting um so during this argument here's a noise and he immediately grabs a rifle and through the scope he sees a woman all dressed mm-hmm. and clearly he's he's like alone like he's not encountering other people he's been on his own with dolores like there's no one else left alive mm-hmm. and yet there's this woman dressed all in black carrying a briefcase so she's very stylish she's got the hat she's got you know is she all in black she was wearing all black yeah oh, okay mm-hmm. i think she might have had she might have had red shoes but everything else was all in black in that first scene oh okay mm-hmm. interesting yeah. and um clearly she knows he's there because like she's standing kind of like outside of you know his the library and she like yeah. waves at him like ha you know hey dude Hi. here <laughs> he to visit him. He um, at her. and he's like totally shocked to see another person yeah <clears throat> so then we flash to current times in mystery village wherever it is and um five is telling luther about the apocalypse and how it's going to happen in four days yeah um, they're sitting in diego's apartment uh, we can yeah. assume that this, I... this is happening while diego is finding patch yeah i have uh Poor patch. five dropping bombs <laughs> No. A lot, yes. A lot, yeah. <laughs> I killed people. Yeah, this is I, where he kind of. This I was is where trying Luther, to get back here. Well, this is where Luther finds out like that he he was an assassin. Like right, he was right. a time traveling assassin. He, um, I think he explains a little bit about the the com- commission is what you mm-hmm. know, he talked about his his bosses, his bosses and things like that. Um, I kind of feel like um, this scene, you actually see Luther all of a sudden becoming a leader for like five minutes to like kind you know this of. is how we're gonna work like because that's when because doesn't diego come back at this point too well five shows him the eye and he's kind of like explaining why the, like the eye doesn't matter anymore and um then diego storms in 
and he's really angry at Patch's death. He finally figures out that her death is connected with Five and the investigation Patch was doing at Gritty's and with the right. department store and everything. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is he figured it out just by seeing that receipt from Gritty's. Like, that's how he figured out right. that it was I, Five was I involved in all of this. I still am so confused. Like, yeah. how he just gets picks up this stuff, like... Right? Like, I feel like it would make sense that that would make the easy connection to Cha-Cha and Hazel Mm -hmm. and their involvement. But he doesn't know who they are. He doesn't know that that's the hotel room he went to. Right. He doesn't know that Five is involved in any way. So he makes a lot of very analytical leaps that happen to be correct, which I assume is just for, you know... For the sake of moving the story. For the sake of moving the story forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, Right. And anyway, so he figures that out, and in an effort to kind of, like, calm him down, he, Five tells him about the handler, and mm. how she, that she sent Cha-Cha and Hazel after him, specifically, because she knew he came back to Yeah, and doesn't time. he mention that they're some of the best? Mm-hmm. Under, but besides him, yeah, who aside is from apparently him. the best? Yeah. And then Diego vows to kill them, and Five's mm. like, dude, it's not gonna work, you can't kill them. And, right. um, Diego storms out, and he has a bit of a breakdown in the car. Like, he goes and gets in his car, and yep. he... He does. He clearly has, like, a bit of a breakdown. He gets really angry. Yeah. Um, and, you know... Well, this is where... Right before that is where I think, like, Luther is, like, being a leader. Because he, like... Like, Diego comes in and, um, like, is going to kill five. And then just... Luther just bear hugs uh, Diego. <laughs> lifts him off and the he, floor. And he even and tells him, like, he's like, I can do this until you calm down. <laughs> yeah, like, I can do this all day. Which that that made me laugh a little. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that was a really good scene for Five and Luther because they hadn't really like connected in any way. Right. Five finally told right. Luther what like so, what was going on. I um I had in my notes later in this whole thing. Um, where was it? Uh, that you know what? No. We'll just wait until later. Okay. Because I've got it somewhere. I can't find it right now. Super curious now. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay, so next scene. It's a flashback to the apocalypse again. Mm -hmm. And the handler is Kate Walsh. Kate Walsh is the woman who plays the handler. She's fantastic. I love everything about her. Um, For those who didn't notice or realize, she was also on Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice. Um, and she had for those who watch those a couple other shows as well. One of which she was a judge. I can't remember the name of it, but she's fantastic. I love her. <laughs> um, so she's telling Five about how about the commission where she works, mm-hmm. and she wants to offer him a job because they've been they've had their eye on him. They've been very curious about him. Um, they're taken with his ability to survive, and also mm-hmm. the whole you know time traveling thing. They find is right. very very interesting and cool. Well, yeah, because I mean they're time travelers. Exactly. So the fact that you can do it, alone, do it alone. Yeah. Um, five. She offers Five a job to help eliminate threats to the timeline. Mm-hmm. And um, she tells him the apocalypse was supposed to happen, and it can't be changed, basically. Because mm-hmm. um, he wants to know like if he can go back and change it and save his family. And she's like, no, no, sorry, dude, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, and then it, this is she where She offers him five years for, um, of service. Yes. If he signs on for five years of service, then he gets to retire with a pension to whatever time he wants to retire to. Mm-hmm. And they cover, you know, health benefits, pay, all of that while he's right. working for them until he gets to that um, five-year mark. Right, right. Um, and then it shows a montage of his kills. And, um, you know, it shows, like, the, the Hindenburg blowing up with mm-hmm. him nearby. Yeah, um, very, very badly green-screened. Yes. Really bad. <laughs> 
really bad. Yeah. But it kind of like alludes to him being the one who shot Kennedy or was supposed to shoot Kennedy. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's there, he's above the grass, you know, kind of like behind a, a fence area. Mm-hmm. Um, and while this is happening, he's like getting ready to, we assume, shoot Kennedy. I can't imagine what else he was doing there. Right. Um, suddenly he figures out the equation. Yeah, he pulls out the a book. Tra- yeah. Isn't it Vanya's book? I think so. I think it was. I can't remember what book it was, but he pulls it out and he had in all of the margins and things like that. And he was reading Vanya's book in the very first, Mm -hmm. or yeah, in the very first scene where like he where you see her book sitting there or something. Right, right. Uh, It shows him reading the book at some point, and yeah, he figures it out. Like suddenly Mm -hmm. he has like a brainwave and realizes what the equation he needs is and heads home and he disappears. Still fucks it up. Right. (laughs) <laughs> he comes back as a little boy instead of a man. Yeah. Uh, but he also, he disappears just as the radio announcer is saying that Kennedy was shot. Mm-hmm. So, which m- makes me think that they obviously sent someone else back to yeah. shoot Kennedy. Or that's not who his target was. He maybe had his target was maybe the... It was, maybe his target was the shooter. The shooter, yeah. Or maybe his target was someone completely unconnected. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Hmm. My first thought was that they sent someone else back. To shoot right. Kennedy to keep the timeline well, I thought, the I, same. Yeah, I mean, that that would make sense because wasn't he pretty, like, influential and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I wonder, I mean, who would be more influential than that guy? Well, maybe it was an effort to save Kennedy, not, mm. you know. True. Um, anyway, so, yeah. And then, let's see here. Oh, now we flash to present day, and we're on the bus again that mm-hmm. Klaus had been on before. Yeah. Uh, Mary by Big Thief is playing. And yeah. Klaus flashes back. He suddenly shows up on the bus again. Um, he's in a military uniform with like the shoulders ripped off, and he's all bloody and very clearly upset and traumatized. Right. Um, he's holding the briefcase, um, bleeding all over the place. He gets off the bus and destroys the briefcase in a rage. Yeah. And then has like a, just a meltdown on the sidewalk right there. I, uh... So clearly something <laughs> happened to Klaus after he flashed away on the bus the night before. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, he's dressed in fatigues. He's got dog tags. Let's see. Okay, this is what I don't get. Like, the guy reading the book, the big guy, sitting, like, down the aisle from him. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's just reading the book. He looks up and sees Klaus, who has, like, bloody hand. He literally is covered in blood with a briefcase that just appears out of nowhere. He, like, looks up, sees him. They didn't stop or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to reading his book. And then the bus driver is like... Like, doesn't say anything when he lets a guy covered in blood off the bus. Which, which makes never me got wonder on the bus. What on earth they see on those buses. Well, yeah, and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> to, to, to help make that point a little bit more clear, we live in a fairly rural area in Oregon. We don't really have buses around here. No, no. So I assume if you're in a large city like New York or San Francisco or Chicago, you might be more used to seeing really, really crazy shit on the bus. Right. We're not. So we might just be wrong. Let us know what you see. <laughs> Email us at uh, kn.umbrella at gmail.com. Right. I want to know the weirdest thing you've seen on a bus. <laughs> Because obviously we haven't seen anything on a bus. No, I've never been on a bus. <laughs> so then, <laughs> I've never been on a bus. <laughs> I mean, I, went, I was on a bus for school, but I've never been on like a bus that drives around town. Wait, really? No. How did I know this about you? I don't know. Oh my god, we're gonna ride a bus now. Okay. Anyway, I, I don't want to. Hey, the kid will love it. <laughs> Great. I don't want to. You can take buses him. Buses are fun. It's you a blast. take him. Our buses are very normal. Take him. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> then we flash from Klaus on the sidewalk. 
having like a meltdown of his life yeah. uh, to the motel. Cha-Cha and Hazel are searching for the case. They're in the laundry room of oh, the right. motel. They killed, um... they killed the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I assume they were, I mean, they're searching everywhere, but they must have just thought that she had taken it, hidden right, it, it right. was out of the laundry, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're searching everywhere. And then a message. They get a message while they're in the laundry room, which just blows our mind every time that the, the commission, who we now know they work for, yeah, can just, just send them messages to wherever they happen right. to be standing. And, and in weird tubes. Like, you yeah. would think that, Some like, kind of I guess, system would be needed. when is, yeah, I mean, they don't have cell phones, so that'd be difficult. But, like, why couldn't they just have, like, a phone? Right. That they just, like, bing, and they just pick it up, or, I don't know, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm very intrigued by the... the pipeline system that they have with this tube and the messages Mm -hmm. um the notification they get says that the their case was used to uh for a round trip round trip travel to 1968 Mm -hmm. and back and so clearly they know that klaus stole it they keep referring to him as the junkie that's how they what they call him well he's kind of a junkie Mm -hmm. right (laughs) very much so yeah um, so they, you know, kind of storm out. Now they're like, well, we got to go find him now. Mm-hmm. And next scene. Next scene. <laughs> New location. Uh, yeah. Vanya's. Yes. We're at Vanya's house now. I mean, did you notice, like, I mean, yes, it's a shit apartment, but did you notice that it's like light? And yes. I had that by a like... note. Everything is like bright. Yeah. And it like, seems like a happy place now. Yeah. I feel like it almost went from like where they had like dark everything mm-hmm. to like almost now it's almost like. Pastelli and Disney. Yeah, before like, it was like gray of. and dismal. Now it's bright and cheery and it seems like a happy place to be. Yeah. Um, and she's got like a spring in her step. Yeah, she's happy. And she's wearing like light colors and like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so Allison walks in with coffee and some pastry. Mm-hmm. Um, from somewhere. Yes, it was from a particular restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I did read it was a, basically the Italian version of a jelly filled donut. Okay. Yes, what the pastry she'd bring in her, Um, because that tidbit is very important, you know. Yeah. Um, When when, when is that going to show up on my plate? (laughs) Probably never. Sorry. I bake cookies, not pastries. Fine. Um, Anyway, so she's super like really happy to see Allison. Very you know pleasantly surprised. Really happy that she brought her this. And also at some point in this episode, they mentioned it had been twelve years since they'd seen each other. That's insane. Yeah, which I didn't realize it had been that long. We'd all been split up. Like, I thought it it's very clear it's been a long time. But, mm-hmm. um, obviously, whatever went down surrounding, like, Ben's death, I assume, mm-hmm. is what led to them all breaking up. And so, you know, 12 years, they've all been right, gone right. from each other. And they hadn't even seen each other. It wasn't even just, like, they weren't around each other. It was, like, they hadn't seen or spoken to each other in 12 years. Yeah. Um, during this scene, Vanya mentions that... Um, she can't find her meds, and her backup meds are gone. She keeps them in her butter container, and she can't find them anywhere. Yeah, how and much do you think? How how hard do you think Leonard had to ransack? Right. That that apartment and to very find very them. like nicely. Like she didn't like, like they didn't know he'd taken anything. Yeah. Anything was missing. So yeah. yeah. Unless the whole flowers were just misdirection, and there was stuff just like moved around a lot, but he left flowers, and they were just I feel like like you would notice though. If someone was looking through your house hard enough to find your but medicine, your butter container. They'd be looking elsewhere too. Yeah. So he's very must be that's true. very methodical, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was. Um, so she's talking about you know she can't find her medication, mm-hmm. but she actually feel, feels okay. Yeah. Um, Allison tells her that she's really worried about Leonard, and yeah. she's very concerned about like the whole situation and who he is, and um, just 
gets a bad vibe off of him because clearly right. Leonard is super creepy and Weird. he, yeah. Allison can tell. Mm-hmm. Allison's right on par with the rest of us. Leonard's, Leonard's ill. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. um, Vanya tells her that she can't stay. She can't have the pastry. You know, thank you so much for bringing it, but I'm going to breakfast with Leonard. Mm-hmm. So she heads out to breakfast and while she's there, she tells Leonard that she hasn't taken her meds in over a day, but she feels happier than she has been in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that she should just stop taking them. If she feels better without them, just don't take them. And he's like very intense about like, yeah, about don't take your meds. Them. Um, yeah. He was also really intense about giving her coffee. Like there's clearly a coffee cup sitting in front of him. He's like, look, I got you coffee. Like pointing at it, like after they've started talking. And Yeah, like, I think it has to do with like him trying to be like the provider mm-hmm. nice guy. Like here's coffee, drink it. My, my first thought was that he like drugged the coffee, but at the same time, like that doesn't make any sense because he's trying to get her to mm-hmm. not be drugged for whatever reason he has to take right. her meds away from her. Right, right. Um, obviously, he knows something yeah. the rest of us don't, but yeah. you know, ugh, and he makes Leonard. a bunch of offhanded comments about Allison and how they're yeah. spending time together. Like, well, so because like he mentions like the the coffee and Vanya's like, oh, I already had coffee. Allison brought it to me. And yeah. this is where she mentions it's been 12 years since they've seen each other. And this is where he gets, like, all snarky and weird about Allison being in her life and everything. Because clearly he wants to isolate her and make it so that he's the only one. Because if nothing else, he's showing major red flags of, like, a classic abuser. Because, ugh. Right, right. <sighs> Leonard. Yeah, he's a weird Hate dude. Hate him. Hate him. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. She is. Does she? She drinks the coffee, but she puts salt in it, right? Yeah, that's a little later. They like then they laugh about it, and she apologizes. Which I thought was a bit oh, interesting. Well, she apologizes for everything. It's true, but so before that, um, <clears throat> she's you know really being really snarky about Allison. Says that Vanya's been spending lots of quality time with her. Yeah, like, he's I like, wrote down the same angry. Quote. Yeah, that she's spending time with her yeah. sister. Um, and she she talks about how they haven't seen each other in 12 years. You know, they mm-hmm. were so split apart. And, like, her whole family were super famous and everything. And he goes, oh, that's right. That whole umbrella thing. And it's right. like, once he again, just, like, like just dismissing. Like, parts of her life? Yeah, well, I guess, like, the umbrella isn't really part of her life. But it's still, like, it's part of her family. And it still was a big deal. Which I can't help but feel like it's, one, trying to diminish the others mm-hmm. but also make it so that she's separate from him even more so than she already right. was he's like trying to isolate her really yes. like hardcore, hardcore. like yeah. really trying to isolate her um and then they talk about how she shares her her birthday with a bunch of famous assholes and how frustrating it was growing yeah, up and but she, i thought that was a kind of like a funny comment yeah <laughs> and she like laments that um that she doesn't really have she's had a birthday um uh in a long time Mm-hmm. But she doesn't celebrate because yeah. it was always overshadowed by her famous asshole siblings. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is where I, I noticed her putting the salt in her coffee, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, who puts salt in their coffee?" And I mentioned yeah, this when we were watching, and you were like, "Oh, people do that." And I was like, "No, what the fuck? Maybe they no put one puts salt in, in their coffee." I can't remember. There's some something, some drink that I would never think you put on. Well, I know if when you're brewing in. your coffee, if you put a little salt in it, it cuts the bitterness. I I don't drink coffee, but I know how to make it really well. So I, do I, you? Yes, but I don't make it. Because I don't drink Oh, it. thanks. <laughs> you have a Keurig. You're fine. <laughs> anyway, and then, so then Leonard's like, oh, that was salt. You're putting salt in your, in your coffee. And mm-hmm. she apologizes to him. <laughs> uh, and then this is where she tells Leonard that there's auditions happening for the symphony. 
For the first chair. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the first chair just mysteriously stopped showing up. And my first thought was, Leonard. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So, okay. I want to talk about Leonard for a minute. Because <sighs> I told you that I was going to say something that you were going to hate. Yes. About Leonard. You did tell me this. When we were watching the night, he told me he was going to say something I was going to hate. Right, right. So, I had nothing to throw. Should I throw something? Please, no. Don't okay. throw anything. I, won't throw anything. I don't want to get hurt on this show. <laughs> Uh, this show is fun. This is not a uh, let's get. I would only throw my phone. It's fine. Yeah, that really. Okay, hurts. what am I gonna okay, hate? So, tell me, Leonard. Tell me the thing. I think Leonard is a necessary evil. Well, yeah, but he's still an asshole. Well, yeah, but like, but think about where Vanya would be right at this point in time, had she not like met Leonard. She wouldn't have... She would have been chilling in her apartment with her sister, eating her pastry and drinking her coffee. No. She probably wouldn't be. <laughs> she would still be taking her medication, which would made her all humdrumvy. And, <laughs> and like... Nice Iron Man reference. I like yeah, it. Yeah, you like that? <clears throat> yeah. But she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have like, uh, been thinking about, like, her family and how she fits in there. She wouldn't have. She well, would maybe still but be Allison's taking her- the one that reached out to her to begin with. Yeah, but Vanya's not able to connect with anybody with that with the drugs. Well, that's true. So, I mean, if you look when she was talking at first chair back in like episode two or whatever that was, when she was trying to like be friendly and say something to her, they, she, <laughs> just totally she just just fucked it all up. And uh, well, I mean, and then think about think about a little later when she's not. Not um, uh, when she's not taking her meds, or she's on the last of her meds, and she says hi to the first chair, and they and sh- she says hi back, and it's like just like a normal, like conversation type thing. Yeah, I don't so, think it was Leonard. Uh, well, maybe it did have someone to Leonard standing there with her, so she couldn't be rude to Vanya. But <sighs> he's still such a crazy. I think he's, he's a, such a crazy, crazy okay, asshole. Sure, but I think he's a necessary evil. That's what I got. Still crazy asshole. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, uh, I wouldn't have thrown anything. That didn't make me angry. I just, okay. I just think he's a crazy asshole. Uh, we go back to Klaus. Yes, he's in the, in bathtub, the bathtub now at the house, which is fun because he literally went full circle mm-hmm. with his whole thing. So he got taken out of the bathtub when when Chacha and Hazel mm-hmm. nabbed him. Well, he got himself out of the bathtub because he was wandering well, okay. around in the so, towel. Anyway, <laughs> doing his dance. The beginning of that. Yes, scene, I'm with you. He was in he the bathtub. Was in the bathtub. The beginning of this scene, he's in the bathtub, mm-hmm. but he can't like relax. In it yeah, like he's he was. clearly having some PTSD flashbacks to I assume Vietnam, based on the his mm-hmm. uniform and the way it was all ripped up because right, that was right. something earlier generations in the military didn't generally do that. Yeah, um, that was more of a 1960s Vietnam kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Right. And also, they said that he went to 1968, and that was the war that was happening in 1968. Vietnam. I said 1969. No, I said 1968. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I said it. I said it earlier. Oh, okay. okay. You're not listening to me again. Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, and he's, in his and Did you notice that he left bloody footprints all the way to his room? Yes, and there was like blood all over the top and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. And oh, 
Five comes in a little bit later when Klaus is back in his bedroom getting dressed or is dressed mm-hmm. and sees all the bloody footprints and everything and asks Klaus about the new tat and the dog tags and I don't mm-hmm. remember any of those and Klaus tries to kind of play it all off and I just... think uh, Klaus turns it back on Five a little bit mm-hmm. in this one like he gets a little bit uh, he grows some teeth yeah I kind of agree yeah um Five doesn't you know like he's not deterred. He was like, "Nope, you time traveled. I recognize the signs. Where'd you go?" Mm-hmm. And he says that he was in Vietnam. And he was like, "Well, how long were you gone for? Like, you just disappeared yesterday." Mm-hmm. And he said he was there for just shy of a year. Which then Klaus gets really upset about the idea that he is now ten months older than the rest of their siblings. <laughs> he's like, "Wait, does this mean I'm older than you all?" And which obviously is not older than five because right, five's like 50, yeah, five's like yeah, in his fifties or something, sixty, like yeah, somewhere in there. I, I know remember. they've told us. I don't know. Yeah, I forgot right now. Um, yep. And Uh, five is like, great. You've got a case. Perfect. We can save everything now. And Klaus is like, oh no, I broke it. I destroyed that. (laughs) It's gone. Right. Right. Uh, that's in tiny pieces now. And it blew up. Yeah. Um, so five is super pissed. Yeah. Um, but after he learns all this information, Klaus gets up and leaves. Yeah. He just walks out. Yeah. And like, in like weird, like tie down like capris <laughs> mm. or whatever i can't remember what it is but Probably it's super ransacking allison's closet again yeah <laughs> yeah um and then five picks up a book or paper i think a paper it's a piece of paper and he starts writing like a crazy person well so on the paper what he, what he starts writing is i have is what he starts writing on the piece of paper and then it flashes to a new scene oh, we don't wonder... see the crazy person writing until later i just assumed that he was Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't writing. I have. So was he like? Tr- do you think he was gonna like send a note back to? Uh huh. Yeah, he was writing. Uh, he was writing a note. Mm. Um. So then, at this point, we're still in the house, but now we've moved on to Diego. He comes home and um, he starts like you know pulling all his knives off. And I call this scene Diego gets equipped. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I thought was interesting. So he's pulling knives like off his uniform latex mm-hmm. bandex thing, whatever yeah. his vigilante get up whatever um and he pulls out this big old box with the umbrella academy logo on it from underneath his bed mm-hmm. and so it's like clearly where he keeps his knives he's putting all the knives away so i'm thinking like he's pissed off he's throwing the towel nope he like closes up the box and he takes it with him yeah but he and has a flashback in he there does about yeah about things that he patch. was saying to patch yeah like you need to try it my way and like patch did it his way and mm-hmm. that's what happened and that's what killed her and she, you know she's not she doesn't have special abilities like he does. You yeah. know, he, she, he can't, she can't bend knives. She doesn't have his super sleuthing abilities and things like that. I mean, I think maybe she does, but her su- super sleuthing at least. But it, it like, he kind I think he kind of realizes that it's his fault and nobody else's fault mm-hmm. that she's dead. Yeah. I think he still wants to be angry at everybody else but yeah. he he knows that at this point like he's the reason that she went there to begin with and he's the reason she didn't wait mm-hmm. and that she went in alone because he wasn't right. there for her which i mean there was a you know she's a detective she should know better but <laughs> still like i i think he's going to internalize a lot of that guilt and just be super angry right. about it I and mean, he's already vowed to kill cha-cha and hazel and so this i assume is where he's headed right. at this point um as he's leaving he stalks past pogo who's trying to fix mom um, they're sitting up in the, the gallery area mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, doing something with all the wires in her arm and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Klaus kind of like walking through the, the house where they had the big fight just the night before. And he's looking at the chandelier. Yeah. And he's like, what 
the hell happened here? Because he doesn't know they had this big fight with Hazel and Chacha. He doesn't mm. know all this happened. Um, and he sees Diego, and he's like, hey, I need, I need a ride. Mm. And first, Diego kind of blows him off, and Klaus is like, whatever, and just kind of like hops in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it cuts to Allison, which I thought Allison. this was kind of a funny scene. Yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting scene Yeah, to me. Allison's at the library, and she is mm-hmm. going through the microfiche, um, or however yeah. it is pronounced these days. I didn't, I didn't realize that it still existed at this point. Well, um, this is not our reality. It's true. This is not our technology <laughs> or reality. Um, she's looking at a bunch of different articles. You know, you can kind of assume she's looking for information about Leonard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's looking up articles about someone named with the last name Peabody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the funny part is someone sneezes on the other side of the partition where she's yeah. sitting, and Allison says, bless you. And it turns out it's Cha-Cha yeah. who's reading Vanya's book. So what I like about this scene. So um, Allison is researching, like, Vanya's future. Mm-hmm. And um, Hazel past. is looking at Vanya's past. Oh, that was interesting. That. Yeah. Because they're Allison. both literally, re- I mean, they're reading... They're reading about Vanya, in or they're they're looking into Vanya in two different ways. Well, not, well yeah, because she's not really looking at Vanya, but she's looking at trying to find Leonard. But Vanya, yeah, and Len, Leonard's Leonard currently is currently in her life, in yeah, her future. I'm with you. And and Hazel's looking at Vanya's past, which she wrote the book about all of the people, and in her own words, she's looking at that kind of Vanya's description of the past. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was kind of cool, like like a kind of a. Uh, thing interesting little two. dichotomy there yeah yeah i like it okay. that's where i was looking for. i didn't notice that but yeah i see i see what you're, what you're saying yeah um yeah. and then after we see cha-cha just mm-hmm. chilling there reading vanya's book um allison finds an art- article with leonard's picture obviously much younger mm-hmm. um and address and looks up his address yeah because so the his name is in there mm-hmm. as like l peabody or something like that right. and so she looks up his the address um mm-hmm. which happens to be leonard's address and then we shift scenes again to Gritty's. Hazel is in there again, yep. chatting Hazel with Agnes. Agnes yep. mm-hmm. And he is definitely trying to hit on her. Yeah. Oh, very much so. And she's <laughs> she's basically like, you know, like hurry up and order. Like I gotta go on my lunch. And he's like, I could eat lunch. Well, he, and, like, no, he goes into himself. like he says that like strawberry donut or jelly filled are um, great risk but great reward mm-hmm. and like. This kind of donut is this and stuff like that, and he's like, yeah, I just don't like know what to get. All the pros and cons, and you can't really decide what he wants. And yeah. it's very clear, like a metaphor for his life, and yeah. how he's just kind of like over what he's doing, right? And um, and Agnes says, "Well, you should pick something because I have to go on my lunch soon." And he turns and's like, "Well, I could eat." Yeah, yeah. Biting himself on lunch with her, right? And then we move to Diego and Klaus. They're in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, Klaus is just drinking straight from the bottle looks like vodka. Yeah, not saying anything uh-huh. and diego comments on that yeah well then he asks um diego to drop him off he says just drop me here mm-hmm. and it turns out he's going into the va bar mm-hmm. the um, vfw vfw thank you yeah. and um he's like drunkenly walking around pours himself a shot from the bar two shots two shots yes thank you i was writing i'm writing my notes okay um i didn't count the shots two shots <laughs> two shots and um he is looking at all the pictures, and what I find interesting, he sees a picture of his army unit, mm-hmm. and you can you know see Dave in there, like he's, you see the picture. Um, yeah. It doesn't really show; you don't really see Klaus quite yet, but it's clear that like he has this connection with them. He's super emotional, mm-hmm. um, which I found interesting that there happened to be in 
his VFW in his town mm-hmm. a picture of him mm-hmm. and, there and, yeah. and Dave. Like, I we, thought that was interesting. Very interesting. Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, how else are they going to move it forward and explain the situation? Right. But yeah. yeah, he gets super emotional. Um, and as he's walking through the VFW, you can see like all these older veterans are like, what the fuck is happening here? And they were like, right. not cool because he's being still in fatigues. Yeah, he's still in his fatigues. He, or he still has dog tags and his, yeah. his shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, not his pants. His pants are very Klaus-esque. Yeah. Um, and then someone comes up behind him and like, puts their hand on his shoulder, which like you... It makes it clear that it's one of these other dudes that are there, but it's actually Diego. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. Who is that? What are you looking at? And that's when one of these older veterans walks up and is like, hey, this bar is for vets only. Get out. Um, Klaus gets super pissed off. He's like, not, not happy. He's already drunk. He's grieving for whatever reason. He's got PTSD flashbacks happening. And Mm -hmm. now this guy's in his face. And he's pissed. Right. Um, Diego kind of tries to intervene and tell him, you know, like, my brother's having a rough time. We'll leave. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, and the vet gets, you know, he's super dick move. He's like, yeah, you can leave after you apologize. And Diego's yeah. like, we're sorry. And he's like, no, no, he has to apologize. And Yeah. Because, you know, whatever. Old <laughs> white asshole man. Whatever. Right. Um, I mean, I guess it's a sensitive thing. He doesn't want people, like, outsiders in his area, but still... Bring it down enough. Like, yeah, I mean, like, someone is definitely having a hard time. Yeah. Like, where's, like, I mean, even if, I guess it wouldn't even matter, like, if someone in the VFW and saw a picture of, like, their uncle. Right. Or their dad or, you know, something like that. Or, you know, like, their grandfather. Yeah. Like, and they're yeah, emotional about emotional. their... a little emotional. Yeah. What, what I thought was really interesting about, because the, then they get into a fight. Mm-hmm. Like, instigated by Diego. Not Diego, excuse me, Klaus mm-hmm. instigates this fight. What I thought was interesting, though, is that, like, in this scene, their roles are reversed. Like, Diego is playing the peacemaker, mm-hmm. and Klaus is the one who's, like, just ready to jump in and just fuck everything up. Like, yeah. he's, like, just done. Right, right. Which I thought was really interesting, that they're, like, you would think that Diego's kind of the hothead who would start the fight, and mm-hmm. he's the one who's trying to stop it, and, you know, he clearly hops in and deal finishes it but (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't the one starting the fight he was actually trying to calm things down right um while this is going on there's a a close-up on the picture that klaus is looking at and you can see klaus next to dave Mm -hmm. with his arm around him in the picture yeah um dave yep dave and (laughs) then we leave that scene vfw's gone and now we've got agnes and hazel again they are eating lunch out behind gritties and they're sitting there and um she tells him that she's a twitcher and he's like twitcher what is that a drug thing like he doesn't know what that means and she's like no no i i watch birds yeah i I like birds (laughs) and she's telling all about the birds and how they have this simple life you know when they're hungry they eat when they're thirsty they drink when they're horny they and he's like it's simple. They yeah. they do what they need to do. And it's like, she's very clearly like really embarrassed by what she has said. And it was a little surprising for like Agnes, who seems like this like very shy, retiring, quiet woman mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, when they're horny, they fuck. And it's just yeah. like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Agnes, calm down. I'm like, all right, we know what you're looking yeah. for. Um, um, yeah, Hazel, is, I, I feel like Hazel's just reveling in the mundane. Yeah, he really is. And he talks about how yeah. he feels like he's just been going through the motions. He has no dreams or plans. Like, mm. how cool it is to just have that simple life these birds have and not mm. have to be stressed about right. everything else and yeah. the work and everything. And, yeah. then... and then Agnes goes into, like, what she wants to do. She's, like, saving mm-hmm. up her nest egg. 
She's going to move to the country. Move to the country. And open watch a little, birds. Open a little donut shop and mm-hmm. experiment with vegan donuts. Yes, which... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason for them, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Full fat over this here. This is where Hazel's like, you might want to speed up your timeline a little bit. Right, you know, right. Do, do that now. Yeah. And... What, what is it? No, no time like now? Like... You never know what the future is going to hold. Yeah. Like, clearly he's, like, you know, alluding to the fact that the apocalypse is coming, everybody's going to die. But he also is like, no, you don't want to put off for tomorrow what you can do today. Like, you know, yeah. don't be, don't be stagnant. Move. Yeah. 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 And then he uh, awkwardly holds her hand. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was really cute and really awkward at the same time. It was just adorable. I, <laughs> I really love them together. Yeah. Even though he's, you know, like this horrible murderer, serial killer, essentially. But yeah. You know, they're just, they're just adorable. I love it. Um, and then we go back to Klaus and Diego. Mm-hmm. They're now in the car after the fight. Uh, and Klaus starts drinking again. And Diego's like, what are you doing? Stop. And he's talking about how his body's a temple. And um, he doesn't put any of that stuff into his body. And then he gets angry that Klaus is, like, mm-hmm. popping pills. And he gets mad at him. Yeah. Which is really funny. That he's talking about how his body's a temple. And he doesn't put any of that junk into it. I had seen a meme just a couple days ago that um, was about, you know, forget my body's a temple. My body's where I live and I want to be comfortable in it and bring mm. on the sweats and the oh, comfort man. food. And I was like, oh, my motto. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Made me think of that. Um, and then he he asks, like, what is going on with you? Like, why mm-hmm. are you acting like this, Klaus? And so Klaus tells Diego that he just lost someone who's the only person he ever loved more than himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Diego makes an offhanded comment about when you lose someone, you can still see them again whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, at least you have that option, which clearly Diego's still reeling yeah. from patch passing away. But isn't that interesting? They both lost someone they were in love with. Like, right. Well, like we assume we're Klaus in love with Dave. He hasn't really expounded on that, but. Well, he just he's, said. He's very upset. Yeah. He did say he was more in love with him than himself. But yeah. I forgot that. I literally just said that. You just <laughs> I said just it. just said that. Just said it. Anyway, I told you, I had a migraine. <laughs> okay, anyway. but you literally, you don't have one now. <laughs> um, so now, this is where they're in the car, and they're out staking out Gritty's. So they're in mm-hmm. front of Gritty's. They see Hazel leaving, and they follow him. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to the house. This is where we see five riding like crazy person. Oh, yeah. All yeah. over the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, in that room, did you happen to notice the wallpaper? Screen? No, so there's a border along the top of the wallpaper. It is a kid pulling a red wagon that looks like it has someone or something, a la Dolores, in it. I know, what? right? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Oh. See, I'm still sharp, even with migraine. I notice things. It's what the one that, thing I noticed. What does that mean? Who knows? It's foreshadowing. It's the Umbrella Academy. They love Easter eggs. I know, but what does that mean? I'm like... just so happy I caught it. <laughs> I never catch those things. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Well, now I'm now I'm intrigued. Right. I feel like I need to watch it again. Um. So Five's you know riding over the walls, mumbling to himself, and then Luther comes in and is like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. Um. And he tells Five tells Luther that this is a probability map. And he's yeah. talking about like the physics involved and the butterfly effect, and um, they just need to figure out who is the person that is going to like trigger all these events or who can like stop these events from happening. Mm-hmm. And Luther's like, okay, but what is all of this? Like, who are, what are you trying to find? And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to find the person I got to kill. Like, he just very offhandedly, like, mm-hmm. he's got to kill somebody. He narrows it down to four names. And he 
figures mm-hmm. he's gonna have to kill Milton Green. Yeah, and and Luther's like, who is he? Is he evil? Does he cause the apocalypse? He's like, no. He's like, I think he's like gardener or something. Yeah. Like he's just like a random dude. Mm-hmm. And Luther gets super upset because Luther has that hero mindset. Yeah, five goes five full on assassin. Yes. Grabs a gun from that yeah, their dad had. Mm-hmm. It's like an or, elephant rifle or something. Yeah, like, yeah. He he's said like, it's yeah, similar he's, to the one he used. Yeah, he's like, I think dad used to take on an elephant at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, this is what I used to use this before. Is, uh, I feel like this, this episode is where Luther has flashes of leadership and flashes mm-hmm. of brilliance. Because... Um, he like holds Dolores out the window and says, I'll yeah. drop her. He's like, I do not he care. He tells Five, he's like, you're not going anywhere. And he knows that for whatever reason, Five is super attached to Dolores. Well, he may not understand why. To too. <laughs> <laughs> but Luther doesn't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true. Um, yeah. So, and then he, he goes and like grabs Dolores before he drops him. Mm-hmm. And Five he goes. Does. Five, yeah. Five, five bamps over, five, grabs yeah, Dolores after grabs Luther, because Luther drops her. Yeah. And Five goes and catches her. And he grabs and the gun. And Luther goes and gets the gun. And Luther says, for the second time this episode, I can do this all day. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, let's play. Yeah, I, I can do this all day. <laughs> yeah. And he actually, like, sits Five down and makes sense, and he convinces him not to kill anybody to stop the world from ending. Yeah. Like, Which I think, I think this scene leads credence to you when you said that he couldn't take anything except his own personal effects with him. Mm-hmm. Because why wouldn't he just, like, take the gun with him when he bamped over? Yeah, maybe. And yeah. then he could have both. Or is it just, I, 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 th- I took it as, like, he was just, like, in a panic. Mm. That he dropped the gun because, like, he just needed to get to Dolores and his brain just sure. couldn't do anything else besides get to her. Yeah. Um, I did, I, I enjoyed how, not really enjoyed, but during this scene... Five is basically talking about, like, who cares if one person dies today at my hand because everybody's going to die in a couple of days. And Luther's like, yeah, but that one person shouldn't be killed by you. Mm-hmm. Like, if we can't stop it, then what does it matter who you kill? Mm-hmm. You might as well, you know, we should either stop the evil, stop the, the yeah. problem, or let it happen yeah. and not be that person. And doesn't he say, like, well, then what do you, what idea do you have? Mm-hmm. And that's when it goes black. Yeah, and then to it flashes to Vanya. Vanya. Yeah, she is mm-hmm. back at in her, her house in again. Her house. Yeah. yeah, her apartment. She's practicing the violin for mm-hmm. her audition. Um, because, you know, first chair, <laughs> stop showing up because Leonard. Are you sure? We don't know that. Oh, I'm sure. I am. At this point, even before seeing the rest of this episode, I... When she told Leonard in the previous episode that the first chair has been first chair for three years, I I knew that Leonard was going to do something to her. Okay. I, just, I knew it. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, so Allison comes in, mm-hmm. and this is where she tells her that she's really worried about Leonard and the fact that he has like no record, like that okay. that picture she found. To of him be it. fair, I don't think if you went back into microfiche, you'd be able to find me. <laughs> I mean, you could be like, "Oh, let's look for Ken," and you'd but go again, in there, we, and it'd be we like, "We live in tiny rural Oregon. We don't keep good records around here." Okay, I'm sorry, but still, <laughs> like, if anything, I'd probably have one thing in there. I'm sure there's notes about you from high school and when you did robotics who? and who, who knows? They don't keep everything. Stuff they keep the... newspapers. Yeah, exactly. They're I'm not in any newspapers. You don't know that there could have been a note in the newspaper about your high school's robotics team going to regional or national or wherever you went down in Texas when you did your thing. And I love you. Wow. <laughs> so much is coming out. You're my favorite person. Uh... <laughs> 
No, I don't. Feel I pay like really that's... good attention to what you say. No, no, I don't feel like that's true. Anymore. We've been together a long time. I forget things. <clears throat> I love you. Anyway, um, Vanya, moving on. Vanya gets really upset that um, Allison's even looking into Leonard at all. Like she, because mm. she she's taking it as Allison doesn't trust her. Which is why she doesn't trust Leonard. Because Vanya's telling her, Leonard's fine. He's a good guy. Because Vanya clearly has no people skills. But she's telling him, telling Allison, like, I say he's fine. Mm -hmm. And when Allison keeps kind of picking at it, Vanya's taking that to mean that Allison doesn't trust her, trust her judgment, Mm -hmm. and doesn't think she has what she's talking about. Which clearly she doesn't. That's a different issue between the two of them, though. Um, And then she kicks her out. Tells her, just leave. Leave me alone. Get out. I'm done. And so Allison leaves. Yeah. And then we move on to Hazel and Cha-Cha. Brings back another do- bag of donuts. Because <laughs> he loves those donuts. He loves or donuts. Or something. Something there. Uh, Agnes. I'm going to go with Agnes. Yeah. Should be a bag of Agnes, yeah. probably. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> if I can't have he, you, he I'm going to take He is a serial killer. Fingers. He probably could. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> um, anyway, they're arguing about finding the case and what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, Hazel's like super annoyed that he was actually trying to like find the case and like looking for it and find the junkie and Chacha was just at the library just reading all day mm-hmm. and, and Chacha... apparently he went around all around town looking for the case right In except quotation for... <laughs> marks I don't think he went anywhere except I don't think for so the... either I think he just went and hung out with Agnes at Gritty's I don't, I don't think he looked at any, anywhere else yeah. for it I think he's done at this point he doesn't even care they lost it anymore yeah um, Chacha says that Vanya's book is like a handbook on the Hargreaves mm-hmm. and like all the different kids and what they do and everything. Um, yeah. at this point while they're talking, Hazel sees Diego outside. Yeah. And, High alert. Like, mm-hmm. and just before Hazel notices him or just after Hazel notices him, Diego had put something on their car. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, upon first viewing, I couldn't tell if it was a tracker or a, like a bomb or something like that, but... I'm, yeah, it was a tracker. It was a tracker. <laughs> okay, I was wondering too. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah, I, my my first thought was that it was a bomb because he did vow to kill them, but yeah. he, he was a tracker. Which I don't really know why he would put a tracker instead of a bomb on their car because he wants to kill them. He doesn't know what else they're up to. He doesn't care what else they're yeah, up to. He right. literally just wants them gone. So that was odd that he put a tracker on their car. But maybe he's just trying to not have collateral damage, or whatever. Yeah. Um. At this point, the after they've noticed him, they're like, "Well, he's a problem now. Like, he's he's yeah, our he's issue." Yeah, behind the ice cream truck. Yeah, um, the motel clerk knocks on the door with a message, and it's that message from Five that mm-hmm. I'd seen him writing earlier. Um, it says that he has the case and gives him a location for where to meet to oh. to exchange it. Um, yeah, because that's where I have and oh, gotcha. There. I yeah, didn't think I have that. the case. Um, and then then we are outside. Diego is telling Klaus to stay in the car. Um, uh-huh. Klaus obviously doesn't listen and follows no, no. him. Uh, he messes up a sneaking game that Diego's having. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he totally did. Yeah. Totally. Um, and Diego asks Klaus, like, why you can't just do what I tell you to do? And Klaus's mm-hmm. response is, well, you told me to lick a nine, you told me licking a nine volt battery would give me pubes. And Diego goes, we were eight. Which <laughs> made me wonder, like, these kids did not have a normal upbringing. They didn't have outside friends. They didn't mm-hmm. go to school anywhere. Like, who knows if they ever watched TV? Like, how would, like, that seems like a normal thing, like, kids would tell each other. Like, lick mm-hmm. this nine volt battery, you'll get some pubes or whatever but it seems like a very like schoolboy kind of thing mm-hmm. and so it surprised me that they're all the same age they're all being raised the same way 
Yeah. How would Diego even know to trick Klaus into trying to grow pubic hair? Like, right. I don't know. That's I thought, yeah, just my little random mm-hmm. aside there. Yeah. Um, and Diego bursts into the motel room, and Chacha and Hazel aren't there. Um, they had clearly escaped at some point, gone to the back, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, as they, as he's kind of leaving the room, they drive around the corner shooting, and Klaus pulls Diego out of the way, and then they follow. Right. I assume. <laughs> yes, we we find that. and I I'm guess not. We don't know about the way yet. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of. I might have missed it when I was taking notes, but did Hazel and Chacha shoot up their car? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was I was writing, so I. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't uh, I, I couldn't figure out why. Klaus they would... kicked the tire because he said get in the car and Klaus kicked the tire because it was all blown out. Got it. Okay, yeah. so I missed that while I was writing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now they, you know, clearly take the aforementioned ice cream truck. Yeah. Um, and then we are at the audition for Vanya. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts playing. The conductor is like, "Who are you? What's yeah, what's right. your name?" And she was like, "I'm Vanya, third chair." Third you know, who? chair. <laughs> like, uh, we we don't know third you. Third chair, bitch. Um, and when she first starts playing, nobody seems to be really impressed. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, "Yeah, she's okay." And this is when Vanya. There, this is so. This is where Allison sneaks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while she's playing, and like during during her mm-hmm. song, um. Allison is sneaking into breaking Leonard's and house. Entering. Yep, she's breaking into Leonard's house, sneaking around. Um, and with a little B and E with your mom. My, my first thought when I saw this, I was like, "She's totally gonna find the dead first chair. She's gonna find her. She's gonna like Leonard." And this is just based on every movie where someone's sneaking into someone's house ever. She's gonna mm-hmm. find the dead body, and Leonard's gonna be behind her, and Leonard's gonna like hit her in the back of the head, and she's gonna pass out. And oh my god, what's gonna happen to Allison? That mm-hmm. was my thought process during this particular moment. Right. Um, yes. So anyway, while she's searching, she's not really finding anything. Mm-hmm. Like the house is just a normal house, um, super dated. Like it, cl- it doesn't mm-hmm. look like a single dude in his late twenties, early thirties lives. Too. That's my guess too. I'm getting a very like Norman Batesian feel from all of this. Probably has a mommy suit in there somewhere. <laughs> yes. <Ugh>. Just Leonard. <laughs> um, and then we flash back while she's still playing to Vanya's, um, audition where she's like really getting into it and there's she like, has, like a heat mirage waves or ripples yeah. like emanating from her violin mm-hmm. and uh i decided to just refer to it as her essence during my notes because i couldn't I, I kept i got tired of writing um waves or ripples so <laughs> it's, it's her essence now gotcha um just like emanating from her violin mm-hmm. and you see the waves hitting the conductor and the assistant type people that and are they sitting sit with up him, and take notice and they're like super impressed like just Totally enamored with yeah. her, like at this point. And that's about the time that Allison gets up to the attic uh, stairs. Mm-hmm. She's reaching up, and I'm like, "Oh, here it is! Here it is! This is where and she can find the dead she, body." And then Leonard comes. And home. Leonard comes home. Um, but and and I'm like, "Oh God, Allison! This is like she's not going to find the body, but she's going to get hit instead." Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like ready for this to happen. <laughs> um, and she sneaks out. He yeah. doesn't see her. He's in the kitchen. She manages to get out of the house, and yeah. it's fine. Uh, did you notice after uh, her Vanya's audition at an audition, she's like flush with like color? Mm-hmm. But she also seems to be like really drained. Like she seems like exhausted to me. Oh really? I thought point. she looked very oh like, really yeah, sated. I noticed that she seemed like you know she had more color in her face mm. and things like that, but she just seemed like just tired. And yeah. the the conductor looks like he's ready to start crying. Mm. Like he just found his new muse yeah yeah um and then we flash to luther and five luther and five they're mm-hmm. in a car on a country road and all i hear in my head is country road 
take me home. Cool. And <laughs> enjoy my singing. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> um, they're talking about how they're going to trick Cha-Cha and Hazel um, yeah. into thinking they have the briefcase. They have a case that looks like what the briefcase is supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this, I thought this was actually like kind of like a sweet little exchange between the two of them because mm-hmm. Five is telling Luther that he's lived a long time. He's had a long life. If something happens, Luther is young and shouldn't waste it. Right. Like, if something happens to him, just get out. Don't yeah. try to save me. So, um, this scene, and this is where I started trying to talk about something earlier in the episode, but the scene is where I kind of yeah. noticed that everyone is finding a buddy that has something in common with them. So, um, I'm going to start with Vanya and Allison. Um, they didn't bond really this episode, but last episode they bonded um, mm-hmm. over drinks and things like that. Yeah, which starts to fracture a bit in this episode. But yeah. Allison still is like trying to help her. Right. Um, Diego and Klaus both lost someone they love, and that mm-hmm. was back in back during the car in the car. They talked about how he lost someone he loved, and Diego's like, "Oh, I lost yeah. someone I love." And then and they get in a fight together, which you know, well, yeah, always good for bonding, right? And then Luther and Five both talk about how they were stranded. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's right. And Luther was on the moon. Yeah, and he talked about how lonely it was and how like he and Five was stranded in the future. In Apocalypse, basically. Mm-hmm. And he does talk about how, like, everything he did was to try to get back to his family. Right, right. And then uh, Hazel and Cha-Cha pull up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they show up, they, they drive, and what I thought was interesting was they drive past where Luther and Five were. Yeah. Like, a good 50 yards mm-hmm. and just stop. And I was like, why Why be, Why be? pass them? Why not in front of, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah. Maybe they didn't notice them. I don't know. I think it was to keep their car going uh, the opposite direction. So, like, if they needed to get away, oh, they that could makes just sense. drive away right. instead of drive past. That makes sense. All right, I'm with you there. Okay. Um, so, then they get out of the car. Luther and Five get out of their car. And then I realize how cha- how short Cha-Cha is. Well, she's so tiny. Yeah. Like, she's, she's, she's shorter little. than Five is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Five is a schoolboy. Well, yeah, he's but, a 17-year-old boy. He's probably, he's like, six foot or something. I don't really know. really freaking tall. Right? Yeah. Um, and... I love this part. Five tells Luther that he should apologize to Dolores for him if Five is killed in this exchange, which I was just like, and and I just pictured it, like Luther, like walking to Dolores and being like, I'm really sorry, mannequin, that my brother died. Like, like like obviously Five is like, yeah, she's like my significant other. Treat it as if she's your sister-in-law. Tell her that you're sorry I died. Take her to the moon. Tell her I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Let's all go to the moon together. Yeah, and, and like, so much fun. Luther's even like, what? Uh, okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll tell her, whatever. Um, yeah. This is where Five tells Cha-Cha and Hazel that he wants to talk to their superior. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cha-Cha walks over to a, a payphone. Oh, man, I just realized this is what we're going to name this episode. <laughs> tell Dolores, I'm sorry. <laughs> you heard it here. This, this, is, this is our our creative process unfolding before your eyes. Right, see, Ears. Pen coming out. <laughs> Tell, Tell Dolores I love her. Dolores, I'm. That's a song. Tell Laura sorry. I love her. Well, but he didn't say love her. Oh, good he point. Said, he said I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on. Whatever. Come I like, on. I like the song. Okay, it's okay. a fun song. Um, so yeah, Chacha goes and makes a call to payphone. They're all just kind of standing there waiting, and then you hear, the, <laughs> um, Ride of the Valkyries. <laughs> playing and the ice cream truck rolls up with Klaus driving and Diego's yeah. in there with him um, which apparently the 
I looked this up later. <clears throat> but the mm. ice cream truck playing Ride of the Valkyries is a reference to the helicopter attack scene in the movie Apocalypse Now. Oh. So that was on purpose. Um, did you happen to see Ben? Yes, when he's like going, sitting up in front. He's like, he's, wee! Well, he's sitting in the front like, of yeah, the he's car. Sitting on the and he's going, wee! <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get out much. He's stuck with Klaus all the time, yeah, and Klaus yeah. is usually high. So, you know, he gotta, <laughs> yeah. he's got to well, get a ticket here Okay, back again. up before that, though, because um, Five tells Cha-Cha that he wants a meeting mm-hmm. with the, the superior. And Cha-Cha goes and, like, goes to the payphone and starts dialing and everything like that. But before she's done dialing, she hangs up. Mm-hmm. It also sounds like a fax machine, too. Right. Like, instead of a dial tone, it sounds like a fax machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Was it at that point that Chacha's like, okay, but you can't tell him about the briefcase. Yeah. Like, she's like, I'll call her, but you don't get me in trouble, and we're okay. Right. Because, I mean, it's like, well, I feel like on I the mean, one hand, point, like, they're, if, well, and I, I feel it like they're, they're kind of like a kindred thing going on, because, like, even though Chacha and Hazel are there to kill him and his family, at the same time, like, they're all part of the same organization. They're technically colleagues, right. you know? And, they, well, and they, they're impressed by Five's work, so right. they're like, eh. So, the thing is, though, like, do you not think the organization could just tell that the briefcase is broken? I mean, they could tell that it I went assume, somewhere. I would hope so. I mean, it, like, it blew up. You would yeah. think. But Cha-Cha and Hazel don't know that happened. Well, that's true. They don't know yeah. that. They think that, that Luther's holding it in his hand. Right. Um. Yeah, and so then at this point, they <laughs> Diego and Klaus roll up in the ice cream truck, and they actually hit Hazel and Cha-Cha with the ice cream truck. And I think that was an accident. I don't think they actually hit them, because they're, like, They, like, glance off, off the, the side. side. Yeah, I don't really Like, understand. you can see where, like, the side of it gets all dinged up. And I don't think they meant to do that, either. I think that was an accident. Right. Um, but they start shooting. Mm-hmm. Hazel and Cha-Cha start shooting. And what I thought was really ironic was... Five did his whole, like, I've had a whole life. If, you know, something goes down, get out. You're a young guy. Mm-hmm. You have a life to live. Even though he's going to die in four days anyway, whatever. Yeah. Live your four days of life. Um, but as they're shooting, Luther steps in front of Five. Right. With the briefcase, which I'm like, irony. He's still trying to save irony. everybody. Yeah, like I said. Even though he was specifically of, told not to. Flash is a brilliance in this. Yeah. Like, he has... And it seems to be just be, like his nature yeah. like he mm-hmm. and but they all also like all the siblings at some time or another seem to kind of protect five also because mm-hmm. even though they know he's the same age or older than they are and like he's their brother he's still this kid to them mm-hmm. right now yeah because that's how they remember him and also how they're seeing him yeah. right now and then time stops time stops everything stops and the handler shows up kate walsh i love her she's all wearing all her black again and she has her hat with like a little veil over it and she yeah. pulls the veil off and i oh my god she's <laughs> everything about her is fantastic yeah. um i love her at this point we've only seen like three sentences from her so far mm-hmm. um, and she walks up behind five and so oh yeah, that's right five is the only one that time doesn't stop for yeah. he's he's and he's like what is happening here and that's where the handler shows up behind him um five tells her to stop the apocalypse mm-hmm. and um she tells him that it's impossible and it's just a fantasy that mm-hmm. it's not going to change. Even she can't do that. Right. And he's like, no, no, you can. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, at this point, she offers him... There's a lot more to this exchange, but migraine. So that's what I got. Yeah, she... Uh, she She uh, <laughs> congratulates him on his younger physique. Yes. <laughs> and he says, well, I miscalculated time dilation. Which is a funny story. Because back when I was in high school, in physics class... <laughs> We watched a video, and at the end of the video, the guy the the uh, was on time dilation and stuff like that. And at the end, 
the guy, this old, old, like, 70s, like, professor goes, and that's time dilation. Peace. <laughs> and every time I hear someone say time dilation, I just hear in my head, and that's time dilation. Peace. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a really stupid thing, but uh, seriously, uh, every time they mention it in this episode, that's like, <laughs> that, that's what plays in my head. And that's time dilation. Peace. So. Oh my god, I love it. That should be the name of this episode. Oh god, okay. We're, we're going <laughs> to flip many ideas. coins later. Yeah, we're going to have to vote on this later. We'll let the kid decide. Uh, <laughs> I also really love when, when he was telling her that it was, you know, like he miscalculated and that's why he's a kid. She was like, oh, well, I thought it was because you were trying to throw us off the scent. So you were a little boy instead of a man. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, just yes, you would, whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, oops. That would have been a great idea, but no. Yeah. Um, but she offers him a job in management. At the commission. Uh, better benefits, yeah. better pension, better pay at the home office, as she calls it. Right. So, um, for a guy, like, five, for a guy that's all, like, full of piss and vinegar, just like, I'm an assassin, this is what I do, this is what I've done in for the last five mm-hmm. years or however long. I'm the best. I'm the best. I know I'm the best. He has this, like, super soft spot for, like, his, for his family. family. yeah. Like, he, all he wants to do is just protect... His family. So it's like, my family, I they, they need to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he even, like, he does, like he agrees to take this management position mm-hmm. if she'll save the whole family. And she's like, all of them? Are you sure? And he's like, no, no. All of them. They mm-hmm. all need to be saved. Um, and yeah. they flash away, the two of them. Yeah. And the time starts again. They uh, before, oh, yeah, before that, sorry, before the time starts again, he, and they flash away, he runs over and empties the clip from... Um, throws it one way. Yeah, he throws the the clip one direction. He throws the um, Hazel's gun the other direction. Then he goes and he moves the bullet that's heading for Luther. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know, a way to right. be safe. Because otherwise, you know, it would time would start again. They'd still be in the middle of a firefight, and right. someone's gonna die. And he knows that 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 she was probably counting on that, honestly, because right. um, she's pretty pretty conniving from the scene. From, she from how seems she seems to be very slippery. Yes, um, and then yeah, so they flash away. Time starts. Um, Cha-Cha, run, or Hazel, runs out to get his gun and obviously can't fire anything. They throw the case. Uh, he throws... Luther throws... Th- oh, yeah, yeah. Luther throws the case the other direction mm-hmm. from the gun. Was it Luther or was it Five who threw the case? Luther. Luther did? Oh. Yeah, Luther throws the case. He goes and grabs the other two guys. They shove in the back of the um, car. Mm-hmm. Ben is sitting in the front the front seat and he's like let's go or something he's like that so much fun yeah and then he's already dead he doesn't care yeah and then they they drive off and Which, i wonder like they don't show this but i wonder if ben stopped when time stopped too i don't know they didn't show it. yeah they never show this and it's never I'm assuming discussed, so, but because, i wonder because for all intents and purposes klaus is keeping him there for some that's reason. true he's connected with klaus so yeah it makes sense um yeah and then they take off and mm-hmm. they're driving away just as Cha-Cha and Hazel realize the case is fake. Mm-hmm. Um, Luther kind of like calls out for five and like seems like he's kind of looking for him, but also like just wants to get his other siblings out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of... Leaves. I mean, this was the contingency plan. It was, yeah. So, I mean, if but anything... Still, if it anything, still surprised Luther... me that Luther didn't like expend a bit more energy trying to find five. True. But if, if anything, Luther follows directions. It's true. He's especially very from, good at that. Especially someone that is older than him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, as they're driving away, uh, 
so happy together starts playing and it's Gerard yeah. Way's version, which I really enjoy. Gerard Way is the creator, one of the creators of the Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. So I thought that was really That's like cool. a fun little and he's Saving also money on royalties. Right. Well he's also in the band My Chemical Romance. So yeah. I was like, Oh, that's fantastic and perfect. <laughs> so they're driving away as that's happening. Ben's all jazzed up in the front scene. And then um, Vanya shows up at Leonard's and mm-hmm. she's like super jazzed about her audition and like so excited and she's telling him how she's never played that well and she was so nervous it was like an out-of-body experience Mm -hmm. she's like and i got it and like clearly just so so excited and then she's telling him that no one's ever believed in her like that um they start making out taking off their clothes and having their sexy time as the camera pans away yeah but then all of her leonard yeah okay all of her, uh, her, her essence, essence, her essence starts rippling out again. I don't like it. But yeah, okay. it clearly has some. You don't like essence. I don't like the word essence. <laughs> well, you find another word. I'm mirage. calling it essence. Her mirage. <laughs> her her uh, harmonic uh, essence. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sure. So anyway. her, the the waves of her essence are rippling away and like emanating from Vanya. Do like, you have to say it that way? <laughs> the waves of her essence. Can we just not like, can we just say her essence and not her, wait, say it I'm like I'm trying that? to find a way to say God it because you don't like essence. Yeah, don't. And you keep saying it. Anyway. So fun. Who anyway. knew the podcast would be so her, fun? Her magic. <laughs> Ugh, I don't like magic. Okay, her, oh, fine. her magic starts her, rippling away. Harmonic resonance? <laughs> resonance. Her resonance. How is it different? It doesn't matter. Okay. We'll find about this later without everyone, you know, being stuck listening to us because you have no chance, no choice. <laughs> anyway, um, so the camera pans away. Her harmonic whatever. Resonance. Yes. Um, is like flowing through the house. The chandelier is rattling. The camera pans up the stairs to the attic. And, and dead body there's the first chair up in the attic and her violin right there and the violin right next to where she's wrapped in plastic and also it's reginald's book that he always took the notes in the one that clouds right. throughout okay in the first so episode. we know that leonard killed her right leonard killed her okay. leonard stole the book so where is the police who knows where's the police well, like she's not I missing s- though all they said is that she hasn't shown up for practice. That's all. Like I no, guess. no one has. But necessarily... does she not have any friends? Well, and or also, family? if someone has reported her missing, how would they know that Leonard has anything to do with it? Yeah, but wouldn't he's too like, slippery? Well, no, 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 Leonard. Not necessarily Leonard, but like, wouldn't there be like a scene of the cops coming and talking to like Vanya or the conductor or anything? They might like have that? asked the conductor, but you know that's. It's a narrative, narrative economy. We just have to like move on and accept Blah. the fact that Leonard just murdered this poor woman, Blah. and she's in his attic, very Norm Batesian once again. I knew they were going to find a body he, in that house. I five, knew it. Five dollars says he carves her face off and wears it. Ew. Anyway, you see Sir Reginald's book yep. sitting there. So clearly, Leonard's been around a lot longer than we realize he's been around because mm-hmm. that's the book that Klaus threw in the garbage when he was trying right. for stuff to sell. Um, it's also the the book that Pogo was like desperate to get back, um, and it's the notes from all of their childhood yeah. stuff and everything. Um, the and then the magic flows through the window, resonance, resonance uh, cracks the window in the attic as it's like yep. heading out, and then it continues flowing all the way back to the Umbrella Academy house, where Pogo mm-hmm. is talking to a recently revived Grace. 
Well, so do you notice that like Pogo's like looking out like away from mom? It's like he feels it. And then it. the resonance comes through. Mm-hmm. I feel I think he like he, he felt I it somehow. Sees it or feels it? Yeah. Which is also creepy. The little guy knows some felt shit. It. Yes, he does. And <laughs> ugh. um which is sad because on first viewing, he was one of my favorite characters. And on the second time we're watching it, I'm just like, yeah, Pogo's kind of a creep. Yeah. Pogo's got something going on. Um, and then while, so while he's talking to the newly revived Grace, he's like, hey, do you remember what happened? And she's like, yes, I do. And she's like very monotone. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and it's very important that the children never, ever find out. You understand that, right? Yeah. And she says she understands. And last word of the episode is good. Yeah. So point of order for this do we know if hargreaves specifically built mom no i don't think we found that out yet or do you think pogo built her i don't know because she's listening to pogo specifically i feel like at some point they talk about how dad created her or something Hmm. along those lines and because it was i feel like it's when diego is talking about how like how much of it is her and how much of it is how dad programmed her Mm mm-hmm so he clearly had some some hand in her creation. Whether or not he built her or just programmed her right. is a little more up in the air now. Hmm. Yeah, I just find it really bizarre. Because yeah. Pogo like, is fixing all her wires and everything like that. Too. Mm-hmm. Clearly he knows how. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he built her as much as he was Sir Hargreaves' sure. like, right-hand man. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Anyway. I guess we'll have to watch another episode. Yeah, I know. Episode <laughs> 6, coming soon. All right, guys. Well, this is the end of the episode. Um, Thank you for listening, for those who are listening. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, want to reach out to us, uh, our email is in, uh, in the description below. Uh, but it is kn.umbrella at gmail.com. And potentially a Facebook page coming soon, if I can get it together to make that happen. You we'll heard see. it here first, folks. <laughs> we'll see how much time I have on my hands coming up. And uh, tell a friend. Goodbye.